Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And as we head into the holidays... Christmas, there are some people that will not be taking a break, and it has everything to do with the the deadly fire still burning in Australia across several states. Um, And they're going to be getting some Canadian manpower. I was reading over the weekend that a total of 69 firefighters from across uh, Canada, including Ontario, are going to be jumping into action. And they'll do a 38-day deployment in South Wales. One group left on the 19th, and a second group is going to be leaving at the end of December. And these guys are going right into the fire zone. And apparently it is our time to lend a helping hand. And I did not know this, but we have called upon Australia several times since 2015, and they have come to our aid. Kim Connors is the executive director of Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre. Good to have you, Kim. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. I did not realize that we had such a close relationship with our our firefighting crews between Canada and Australia. Can you uh, kind of explain that uh, relationship and how it started? Yes, well, uh, we've we've had a relationship with Australia, New Zealand, the United States, Mexico, and some other countries for a number of years in terms of sharing best practices. But uh, in particularly at the start of this decade, um, we realized that it was more than just uh, dialogue and sharing best practices, that we actually had to help one another. So we started entering into agreements with these countries, and Australia was uh, one of the uh, countries we uh, signed an agreement with. And then in 2015, we actually needed to exercise that agreement and have exercised it four times up until uh, this deployment. It's pretty interesting to hear about this. I mean, uh, we've got men and women who are going to leave uh, from Ontario as well as several uh, provinces across Canada. And they're not necessarily going into the front lines, but what will their role be? So their involvement, uh, all of the Canadians that we we are deploying, uh, and by the end of the period there will be four different deployments, uh, will be involved in the management of the fire in the command and general staff positions, such as operations, aviation, planning, logistics, and fire behavior analysts. And this fire, though, is uh, it's dangerous. It's ravaged 460,000 acres already. Two firefighters who volunteered have already uh, been killed. So this is not uh, one of those fires that uh, anybody seemingly can figure out. It has burned for weeks now, um, and it is uh, very dangerous still at this point. Oh, absolutely. And the whole situation is very dangerous. You know, there's more than uh, there's a number of fires. And uh, unfortunately, we've learned over the years that uh, some of the fires that can be the most deadly are the ones that maybe are smaller and appear to be a bit quieter, but then the right winds and the right conditions and they take off and and cause a lot of damage. Uh, So it is in New South Wales, as you mentioned earlier, plus the state of Queensland is also starting to heat up. Mm -hmm. Our actual, our third deployment uh, to Australia will be to the state of Queensland to help them in in their area. Is that to do control burns? I mean, what's the particular expertise that our Canadian um, uh, firefighters uh, bring? Well, as as you can uh, appreciate the complexity of uh, forest fires and bushfires or 
large areas that that have to be managed. There's uh, there's a lot of people, equipment, aircraft that are involved in this. Uh, it, it takes a big uh, overhead uh, command and control structure. So that's their role is to manage each particular piece of it in the incident command system and uh, give guidance and support to the firefighters on the ground. I would have to think that they are extremely tired, uh, you know, and and part of this is to help give those who are already on the ground in Australia a break as they kind of replenish their their energy. Um, It's an exhausting, exhausting feat because they don't know when this is going to end given the drought uh, conditions. Yeah, very, very much so. It started early in spring for them, and you're absolutely right. They really needed a break. They are tired. Um, it's, yesterday was the first day of summer for Australia, and uh, they they don't see relief in sight uh, till January or February. So it's going to be a long season yet, and you're absolutely right. They need someone just to give them a break and let them get rested up. Certainly, we've had our challenges in this country with Alberta. We had the Fort Mac uh, fires, and I would I would think that the Australians probably had a, a bit of a hand in that um, or whatever role that they came to play here. How long could this go on? I mean, we've got two units that are going to go over. One's already uh, there. How long could this go on? Could we, could we be rotating units through over the next few months? Well, in theory, yes. Uh, I mean, as the case with Canada, you you hope that uh, the weather will change and they'll get the dampness that they need or a break in the temperatures or the increase in a relative humidity. Uh, If any of those things happen, then Australia will probably reassess and see if they can handle the situation within their own country or with the help of New Zealand as they commonly go to and maybe let the folks from across the Pacific Ocean come back home. Um, we're, I mean, we're prepared to, to continually look at their requests and their orders as time goes on into January and February. But uh, we're hoping for their sake that uh, sometime early in January that they'll get a bit of a reprieve. Yeah, I mean, the complexity of this fire is, in fact, the drought. And I'm sure other parts of it have to do with brush and, and things, you know, growth and that. Would there be a, a role for Canadian firefighters to play in doing controlled burns to get ahead of these fires? Uh, that would be a tactical a tactical decision that uh, the uh, the command and control teams would make, and uh, they haven't asked for expertise in that type of backfire or uh, in burning. But if they did, uh, they certainly would have that expertise in Australia. And if they needed more, they would ask for that. And yeah, that could very well be a tactical decision they make along the way. Do we have a particular expertise that they don't, and vice versa? No, uh, you know, we're, we're fairly evenly matched, and which is very fortunate for both countries because we operate very similar. The differences being uh, some environmental differences and uh, the forest-type differences, but in the way we manage fires and uh, a lot of our tactical decisions are, are very similar, other than, again, the, those that are unique to, to managing our, our specific fuel types or our forest types. Well, they obviously, and I should ask, was this a volunteer uh, situation given they are going on their holidays? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So all of these uh, men and women who have have put their hands up to go down uh, certainly would have had the conversations with their families, and it would, and I'm sure it was a family decision that uh, they they would go and do this during uh, what's uh, you know our holiday time here in the northern hemisphere. And and is it the first time that we have been called out that far? I mean, I'm sure we've worked out with the United States, obviously, because of a geog- you know, geographically it is much more uh, you know it's much easier. But is this the first time we have gone to Australia? 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the U.S. every year since 1982, but uh, this is the first time that we've gone uh, gone down under. Well, it certainly is. Uh, it's getting headlines around the world. It's it's no question. It's a big fire. It's been going on for months, and it's very complex with all the perfect conditions uh, to continue growing. So much luck to our Canadian uh, firefighters and very much hoping for their safe return. Thank you very much for joining us, Kim. You're very welcome. Thanks. There you go. That is Kim Connor. So, yeah, we've got uh, 69 firefighters right across this country, men and women, women who will uh, jump into action. Those things have been burning for a really long time. And uh, a lot of it is driven by these drought-like conditions and, of course, fueled by mile upon mile upon mile of uh, growth. No shortage of it in uh, Australia. So hopefully they can get a handle on this before too long. But to think January, February, before they get a break in the weather, oof, that is a long, long time. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 